0: Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome to the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewig. He's Corey Pieper As we uh, look at the first, uh, oh, about first 16 games, 17 games into the, the season. So uh, we have a little bit under the belt, about three starts for everybody. Uh, so a chance to work out some of those kinks, see where things are. Uh, we're going to take a look at those that uh, there have been some hot starts uh, that have uh, jumped out uh, this, uh, this first stretch of games uh, but uh, we'll also do damage control. Uh, we're going to give uh, talk about uh, cold streaks, uh, cold uh, starts uh, for hitters, pitchers, uh, and uh, rate, uh, just how much uh, uh, should we be concerned on what we're seeing in the early start to the season. But before we dive into all those things, as always, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn for all of your snacking needs for baseball games and movies of choice. Come hungry, leave happy, uh, at least before the weather. As We we had uh, a, a tale of two things, too. The weather is pretty much accurate to the, the hot start, the cold finish, uh, a lot of those things going on right now. We are in the middle of a, a winter storm uh, <laughs> warning and watch right now. Uh, we'll see if we end up anywhere near the 6 to 10 that they're starting to talk about in our area after a beautiful week of sunshine and uh, 70s, even hitting 80 uh, within it. uh, Welcome to spring in Wisconsin. Uh, From minute to minute to day to day, you never know what you're going to get.
1: April 16th, and we were sitting here talking about multiple inches, not only multiple inches of snow, like possibly double digit inches of snow, which is an absurd statement, but... And even a
0: week away, there's still talk that isn't in the forecast, so... I know.
1: The popcorn wagon is open. We did shut down early today due to the fact that it... I'll stay there for a little snow. I'm not staying in there in a blizzard, especially when I have to... It gets really cold really fast. Stuff breaks. But we did make it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. i am very busy. Thank you, everybody, for taking advantage of the nice weather. If it does snow next week, we'll play it by ear. Uh, but right now, the plan is still Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if you come out, you can see the new building. And check out progress on it. We are building a, I think I told some people in advance that we have not told everybody, but here's the official telling of everybody. We are building a building for some additional winter open times. Extending the season. extending season. And we are in the process of building a website. The four of us, me and you and your wife and my father, are all in the process of building a website together to do more online. So we're expanding the season, expanding the business, and come check it
0: out. We'll have some uh, uh, exciting updates as the year goes on of more development and uh, uh, possibilities that are there. And that sounds like the development and possibilities through the first three weeks of the end of the third week of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, and first impressions, uh, just the, again, we're 16, 17 games in uh, overall, uh, from especially from hot, uh, we can talk hot starts, but anything above, like what's the first impressions to the, uh, the start of the baseball season?
1: I like the new rules, which I did not know that I would like the new rules, but I do like the new rules because that's that's the first place you, so you got to start. Uh, the shifting rules a little, the only one that I would still be a little annoyed with, but I will admit it's doing what he wanted. It's getting more players on the bases, which has led to the steals fun. I mean, the steals are fun to play. So I do like the new rules, and I don't know. I've seen a lot, of, a lot of really good baseball. The injuries, the injuries are annoying. I've heard people try to blame it on the new rules. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if you won't know until there's a lot more data on that, whether or not you know pitchers are hurrying up and it's leading to more injuries. I suppose it's possible, but you can't say that in 15 games definitively. I know people want to like say, oh, yeah, it's clearly that. I don't think that's definitively true yet. So
0: I am sad with all the injuries, though. It depends how many for like when we start getting like forearm injuries, forearms and shoulders. That's the more of the question with things within it. But it's also been a, like the weather's not fully there yet from a oh. standpoint that <laughs> that matters uh, within it, too. Uh, and it's usually by you get to this point, like what's not fair to anything right away is like we've always had those concerns with the World Baseball Classic uh, having to ratchet up earlier and then kind of a slow down and then ratchet back within it. Like sometimes there's concern over uh, arms being. Uh, Built up too fast uh, and multiple times within it. So you couldn't even uh, accurately say whether it's the new rules or whether it's World Baseball Classic uh, as a result. So uh, overall, rules have been uh, uh, had made a, a very positive impact on the game. It is an exciting game, it is a quicker game. Uh, these games don't drag on even when pitchers try to or when things go wrong with it these games don't drag on like you're at about three hours at most for like a, a 14 to 10 type game uh, it's being done in, in three hours uh, a nine inning game uh, with basics within it was struggling to get to that point within it so I I like it it's been a, an enjoyable start to it uh, it's been teams uh. Oh, uh how about small market surges uh, as a theme here uh, within it? Uh, Tampa Bay Rays uh, match a 100 plus year old record, uh, 13 wins, uh, consecutive wins to start the season. They are still undefeated in the great country of America, so they are undefeated here. Uh, Toronto being the one that uh, put a halt to that uh, within it, but uh, currently 14 and 2, uh, again, 13 in a row there. The Milwaukee Brewers uh, out to a hot start within an 11 and 5. Uh, there with the second best record in the National League uh, to begin, and the surging Pirates nine and seven uh, to begin uh, uh, within that. So it's it's the small market uh, surgeons that I'm enjoying the first part of the year here. We knew Tampa Tampa Bay was going to be a good team. Uh, you know, maybe not 13 to two good, but
1: that's that's amazing. That's awesome. Great for them. And I think they can not maintain that pace, but they can maintain being a very very good team for sure. The Brewers we thought would be good, maybe not once again that this good, but can maintain it. Both of them are battling some injuries in the rotations. Brandon Woodruff, Jeffrey Springs, after we both
0: predicted the breakout, it was all there, it was happening, and now we're looking at Jeff Passan even had it as his Cy Young pick yeah. uh, for, for Jeff Springs great, uh, within it. And then, yeah, you're, uh, all that's done with two months out is what it sure looks like here's, uh, within that.
1: Here's, the, here's my quick story about that. I was watching that start, watching it, and I told my father, Dad, remember in the offseason when I traded Javier Baez for this guy in a dynasty league? And I'm not I'm not kidding you. Two pitches later, he grabs his arm and I'm like, man, did I jinx that? <laughs> like, what's going on here? But let's talk about Pittsburgh because they're doing this. We we don't we haven't talked injuries. O'Neill Cruz is out for
0: I think three months. One of the uh, yeah, not until like he'll be back August is pretty much yeah. the, the optimism. Like broke his ankle
1: sliding into home plate. I know that there was some it caused the benches to clear because he kinda slid into the catcher and I honestly, I think it was just a fluke play. I don't. Yep. I don't think it was actually that big of a deal. But, and now, I mean, I hope he gets better because we both love O'Neill Cruz on here. But I, they're playing really good, like really good.
0: Uh, I, uh, I forget his first name. So sorry. I, I don't. His young uh, Bay.
1: Yeah, Jee Won Bay. Wan Second Bae. base.
0: Yeah, replacing uh, him. He looks like a a light version of O'Neill Cruz. The way he plays the game with it. they have this exciting. Uh, uh, style of play that's, that's fun to to watch and, and the jazz chisel uh, mold within it uh, and here's a guy who's now going to get uh, the silver lining is he's going to get a, an opportunity uh, to play every day uh, as a result of that and they might end up with better depth and uh, a better core as, as a result
1: what did you tell me you needed out of Marcus Simeon sorry
0: at least you need a, a run or two
1: well he hit a grand slam in the seventh inning well, so there's one, one at least, run at least one I just run. watched it. he just did a grand slam in the seventh inning so Congratulations Fa- on that. Fantasy baseball right. uh, out to a hot start
0: like my raise. So I'm, I'm thankful for uh, uh, for that within it. We'll see. Uh, this is my second year. I feel like I actually know what I'm doing. So kind of like, uh, and maybe we'll to, let's do that next week. Uh, it's always fun as we talk within uh, different ideas for uh, different uh, things to look at. Second year players. Uh, as they get past the uh, uh, freshman year within uh, the, Know what they're doing. Uh, There's some good ones. And so There's we, some very we have good some ones. that we can look at. We'll do that as part of our early season evaluation. I'm, I'm we'll texted look at a second year.
1: I've texted you a lot about a certain second year catcher who I'm predicting wins MVPs in his future. Who is, I'm so impressed with Adley Rutschman. I'll just forward that to the head, Yeah. But I'm, I'm all in. And then. we're
0: not, you don't have to go, you don't have to look too far in the future on that one. He looks every bit. Uh, that's one of the guys kicking yourself for not buying in early enough. I love that guy. Uh, within it, he has uh, looked every bit the part. Uh, it reminds me of Joe Maurer as far as like just being that good. Like just Joe right Maurer and Buster beginning.
1: Posey, right? Those are the ones that you're comparing to okay. right away. Can we talk one more small market team who's in first? That would be the Minnesota Twins. Yes, Minnesota is not a big market themselves. Minnesota ten and five. Then uh, maybe they won today. I don't know if they won today or not, but they They're, were ten and five. Uh, ten and six now. Ten and six. Okay. Uh, but,
0: Garrett Cole did Garrett Cole things oh, over idea, Pablo it. Lopez. Yeah,
1: that'll happen. But Pablo Lopez still, we mentioned him right in the very first week. I said he looked different, still pitching awesome. And that trade we'll talk, talk win, about in a second. Man, a that win, is the win. classic win-win, right? Luisa Rize is batting, I think we said 5'11. Uh okay, that won't last, but first cycle in Marlin's history looks Luisa Rize is just an incredible hitter. I mean, he really is. And Pablo Lopez is a great pitcher. So yeah, classic win-win there.
0: Everyone got what they uh, what they wanted out of that. Uh, Marlins just need more of it. They're about five hundred. Uh, they're they're playing they're playing okay. We'll we'll get to uh, some of those teams that are not
1: playing as well as we think.
0: Jorge Soler is uh, yeah. uh, has looked bad, like his pitching or his batting, uh, uh, even just everything about it. Uh, I was reading something on some of the reporters down there saying everything looks different and like fully comfortable batting the way he used to within it. They're they're hopeful in that regard because if you have him. Uh, and then Arias, and then Chisholm, and you we can get one or two of the other like veterans, Garrett Cooper is uh, still well. solid uh, within it. They just need hitting to be enough. We're going to if you just add one bat, they could they could be kind of interesting within it. So if that offense improves uh, or shows that improvement or sustains that improvement, it makes things a little bit more interesting in the NL East.
1: That's a good division. Working things get interesting there in a hurry. Let's talk the Western divisions really quick here. Let's do it. The National League West, everybody is hanging, other than Colorado, is hanging right around 500. I think they're all up right within a game or two of 500 out West. And then even that's the case in the American League, where I think Texas was in the lead. Uh, they're playing right now to get to 9-6 and six if they win. But other than Oakland and Texas, out in the American League West, everybody's playing right around 500. But I I think there's, there's, there's some... I've been impressed. I know I've watched a couple of Angels games. They're hanging right at 500, but I, other than Anthony Rendon, it actually seems like they're doing something that they would need to do to stay competitive. I know you you picked them to make the playoffs, and I've always wanted them to make the playoffs, but they've always let me down. So good start for them. Uh, what do you think about what about the Diamondbacks above 500?
0: Uh, if I saw right, uh, Corbin Carroll hit his fourth home run uh, uh, today. Uh, and you, have the they have all the talent in the world offensively. Within it's just a matter: of do they have enough pitching? Uh, and right now they're they're hanging around uh, and and making things interesting. And I think if that's if that keeps up, they could be a, a dark horse team looking to add uh, within. I think they're they're a team that wants to be aggressive. Uh, with their – they've already made some of the more bigger aggressive moves in the offseason with them, so I could see that continuing and them being kind of interesting as well. So if they stay lurking around 500 or slightly above, uh, they're a team definitely to uh, uh, to watch. Do you want to talk about some colder starts here? Well, how about it? Why don't we get into uh, uh, our theme for uh, this podcast is uh, a damage control. Uh, we're going to rate uh, teams and players uh, – uh, I had uh, Corey uh, pick the uh, National League uh, teams. I picked some American League teams. And so two teams, uh, and we'll evaluate from one to five flames uh, of just how much we think damage control concerns are there, uh, and then one hitter and one pitcher. So why don't we start with the teams? I'll give you my first one. They're playing right now, uh, depending upon what happens with uh, the Rangers within it. But uh, let's say they lose, for the sake of argument here within it, Houston at 7-9. and nine. Uh, what's your, uh, not the ideal start, uh, but again, the whole, the, so if we put everything in context with the old rules, say, uh, for, for baseball within it, 500 record by the end of April, no major injuries. And you're just, and any, you're contending just fine. Doesn't matter anything else within it. If you meet that goal, you're where you need to be. You at least hit that benchmark for the season. Not that far off of it, but it's also not a uh, it's not a thirteen and zero start uh, either. Uh, With Houston at seven to nine, damage control one to five flames. I'll
1: put it at a one. I I'm not overly concerned now. They do have a major injury. We talked about that before, right? Jose Altuve is is out, so you're missing your star Sp- leadoff you're hitter. Spark plug, yep. yeah. So they're missing your star leadoff hitter. It is it's a lineup now. I that is much more top-heavy, I think, than I gave it credit for earlier on in the year. By the time you get to the bottom of that lineup, you're playing Corey Chulks, Mauricio Dubon, and Martin Maldonado. So it is not I – mean, the top six is dominant. Don't get me wrong. You put Jose Altuve in that, and that would replace Mauricio Dubon. And then I kind of like what Chaz McCormick's doing, so I'm not going to knock him too much. But look, they're 8-7. and seven. The one that is concerning on that team is Ryan Presley at closer. Not, not the talent. Even I think from the first game on this year, he's kind of been like shaking his arm a lot and squeezing his fingers, and it's clearly affecting his play. Now they have a a Rafael Montero they gave a lot of money to. They have Brian Abreu in that bullpen, but so far they've kept going to him. He has yet to save a game. Uh, Ryan Presley and he's currently sitting with an 8.44 ERA. Now we were talking before the podcast started about some big discrepancies between ERA and xERA. His expected ERA is still 3.17 which is actually pretty high for him, but I mean, you'll take that over the 8. So it will come down. I'm just worried that there's an injury there, and you're talking about, right? What really, def- what can be deflating this time of the season? Record-wise, you just hang around 500, and I have no con- no doubt that Houston will have a streak of 10 games where they go 9-1 and sometime this year, right? Th- that'll happen, but if you have injuries to both Altuve and if Ryan Presley really is hurt or something like that, that, that could be deflating.
0: How about uh, helium concerns with Jeremy Pena? Because uh, right now, like he's uh, batting again, is extremely small sample size by all means, but two twenty-two average, two ninety on base percentage, three ninety-seven slug. Uh, but his expected uh, woba uh, is two eighty-two. Uh, so it isn't like he's like, and his BABIP is low, but not considerably. It's two seventy-nine. So there's like, there's a little bit of unluckiness in this, but. You know he had a fantastic rookie year across the board. I ended up picking him, and one of my teams were just someone who can just fill the stat sheet and and the for the, the like a fan tracks league with. And I still think he's solid there. But is there a helium concern uh, with him for how well things went? And obviously everything went extremely well in the postseason uh, within it. But was that not the type of production that you should be expecting from him?
1: I think you mentioned. You know, next time we'll do second year guys. I think. I mentioned that I thought Michael Harris was gonna regress pretty much across the board. Now he got hurt already, but I think it's a I don't think Jeremy Pena matches what he did last year. Do I think he could do that? Do I think that's the best year Jeremy Pena will ever have? Probably not. I think he can match that, but I'm not saying that it'll happen this year. He's still what, twenty-five years old. He had twenty-two home runs last year. I think Jeremy Peña's got fifteen home runs, I don't know, ten stolen bases, but and he probably is a two fifty 250 250, hitter. That's yeah. about what he was yeah. last year. And that's yeah. that's a fine player. Like he's a very good player that's now being forced to bat lead off because – and you're not going to – he's not replacing Jose Altuve, who's a borderline Hall of Famer. Like, that's not going to happen. Can he be perfectly fine in this lineup? Yeah. If – I think you people wanted to – you always want to say, okay, well, he's 24 coming off of an almost winning rookie of the year. You know, projected forward. Can the 22 home runs jump to 30 home runs? I don't think that's Jeremy Pena. I don't think he's him. I'd be shocked if he ever has a 30-home run season. But I think he's just really solid, and I think he'll get back to there. Like, I, I would not be concerned if I drafted Jeremy Pena.
0: I'll give you my second AL team, then we'll go to the NL teams. Uh, this team, we, we've talked about before. We felt uh, top-heavy. We felt dysfunction. It was easy to, to discredit the, for, or put it all on a manager within it. Uh, but this team, when it comes to teams that have it, this team just doesn't. The Chicago White Sox are 6-10. and 10. Uh, And I think, it, uh, didn't uh, Tim Anderson just go back on the IL within it? Uh, I think I've seen them the last week here within it. I know they're battling more injuries, the classic veteran-type stuff within it, Uh, and also guys that are just brittle. Uh, Not quite uh, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, brittle. Uh, Props to him for doing another hiatus three weeks. Hey, you put in your time. Go take a break. Uh, But uh, I guess Eloy Jimenez is at least back, and the land question is for how long. But no matter what, something goes wrong for this team. Uh, and not in ways in which like they should do better. Like this team never even gets to a threshold. The, the Mets at the pre-Mets before this had a way of making that spe- in a spectacular fashion. This team just does it clunky. Uh, and every year it's clunky. There's some good talent on this team, but it's not a good talented team. Uh, six and ten damage control. Oh, one to five. Oh, this one's higher than Houston. This one's. This one's
1: probably I don't say I'll say four. I I didn't have. I always thought they were worse than the guardians. I would have put them probably on the same level as the twins who've gotten off to a hot start. But yeah, I mean, this, this is the, it's an American league version of the Mets, right? Something goes wrong. You already mentioned yeah, Tim Anderson's hit the injured list. I think it's a month. He, he spends plenty of time there. Eloy's already come off the injured list. Uh, I don't know. They just need to plug that guy at DH and tell him anytime you hit a ball, unless you are a bajillion percent confident, you don't have to slide. Just, just, walk I mean don't get hurt
0: you that's what they uh race with Wander Franco if you look like, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't sprint the same you're noticing a Why? difference within it and like some of the stuff you just have to learn you can't always some people can play a hundred percent or give 110 on that and, and their bodies are fine others don't do that as well and you have to learn your limits within it yeah I mean that's that's the same injuries
1: we see all the time with Byron Buxton it's not like, like he hustles to the nth degree but he gets hurt sometimes I just want to say like They've they moved him to DH this year, right? Because yep. they've said, we don't need you to do this. Now you're an amazing defender. But, yeah, they have Yuan Makata started hot. He's already hurt. The team finds its way to shoot themselves in the foot. And the pitching it's is – top-heavy. And, okay, Cease has been great, like, mm-hmm. better than I thought because he is not actually walking. Usually, you know, his his concern is he walks the, the planet. But that's down. The other guys, like, Lance Lynn. I'm not concerned about. I don't have any concerns about Lance Lynn. I have concerns about Lucas Giolito. I've said that before. I consider it concerns. Michael Mike Clevenger, I have concerns. And Michael Kopech busted. Like that one, that one didn't work at all. When it, when they traded Chris Sale, everybody thought that Kopech and Moncada were those were top ten prospects and neither one of them's developed for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I have concerns. But this team has already dug dug themselves a hole. Now I know it's it's early, but you're down four games to the twins at this point and three to the guardians, or I think three to the guardians. You know, that means you have to make those games up, and I don't see this team, this is not the type of team, I just said, I think Houston probably wins 9 out of 10 at some point this year. I don't know if I can say that with Chicago. I They're just, they, they're, stre- they're they too, could they go on a hot streak and do it? Sure. They are extremely streaky and unreliable. That's That's just the way to describe this team. It's been that way for the last couple seasons.
0: Well, let's take a look at uh, nationally. So first, I guess the only follow up thing that I'll say is I'm in agreement on the same thing. Houston, one, one, uh, one flame uh, for damage control concerns. White Sox, I picked also four flames uh, within it. Like I said I, I don't see any way this team doesn't finish third uh, in the uh, the division. The question, is, the question isn't going up. The question is if they go down. I think that's more or less where it's at. For like, I don't see them going above third. I could see a, a, a full worst-case scenario of even uh, below that, which would say a lot when you consider what it is that's below them. You would feel like they're safely in third in this division. I, I don't know. Uh, this team, we said, had a high variance as far as the not a high ceiling but a, high, uh, but a low floor. Uh, if things break bad, injuries, etc., cetera, within it, uh, things could go south very quickly here. Uh, we'll see how that uh, how that transpires. but how about the national League when we look at national league teams? I think that I got
1: the better end of this one because there are two really obvious teams to call out here I think well maybe a three, but two pretty easy teams to call out for their slow starts. Uh, well, one of them is the defending national league champions. the Philadelphia Phillies are currently sitting at five and 10. That is the team that went to the World Series last year and they are already I mean that's a team that's a division we've talked about. It. you can get lapped. The National League East is really good. Atlanta is sitting at eleven and four. The Mets are nine and six. Miami is eight and seven, and Philadelphia is five and ten. It's been rough. I've seen some of their games. It has not looked pretty, and you know you can't win it in April. But if you dig yourself a big enough hole, you can lose it in April.
0: Absolutely. The uh, uh, I watched the. uh, For me, it was the two thousand and nine. Tampa Bay Rays that first year after the World Series, the World Series hangover, it is a thing, uh, and they dug themselves a bad hole in April, and they just uh, they couldn't climb out of it uh, the rest of the year. And you're seeing the same thing with Philly. It, injuries, obviously, being a key part with it again. Uh, and uh, this team, we said, was built for the uh, the uh, postseason, the uh, the short series, uh, not necessarily the 162 game marathon. And and when you count the things that came into the beginning of the year. Uh, within it was with some bigger injuries uh, to go. You know it. It makes sense for slow starts, and I do believe, especially teams that are built on older veterans, takes them longer to warm up. Man, I, you learn these guys are not good in April. Uh, remember how bad Charlie Morton was for like the first like six to eight starts last year. Within I like, just like awful. Like wondering, is, is this the end? He would have been on here uh, with the damage control thing for talking about him at this point. Within it, but then. Shoulders loosen up, uh, things get limber again, and then all of a sudden goes on an amazing streak. I, this is the team that could do that. Uh, so, what I put, I'll put damage control at two and a half. I'll go right in the middle uh, within then at two and a half flames because uh, it's not good now. And like you said, you, you do this bad enough this month, you can lose things before you get started. Uh, but I, I think this is the team that will warm up and get going. Uh, the rest of the year. When uh, Bryce Harper comes back, he's already uh, talking about first base, first base. Uh, with it, and so that's one way to fill that hole, right? Uh, from For what's there, and he's already getting himself ready to go within it. Yeah. There's worse people to have at first base than Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they lost Reese
1: Hoskins, we talked about that, then they were going to replace him with Derek Hall, and then he tore the ligament in his thumb, and he's out two months, so Alec Baum has transitioned to first, and Alec Bowman had a pretty nice year so far, but that may moves in Edmundo Rosales in who's fine, but and all the teams playing Jake Cave
0: and left like
1: it's not it's it's not good enough.
0: And if, this is the team that would pick up a random bat uh, yeah. to to shore things up. For, they've for had to shift
1: the line like Trey Turner's batting second, Bryce Stotts batting first. I have no idea why they're batting Bryce Stott over Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber, but whatever. Uh, it's still a good team. They do need to get some of these guys healthy. I think Ranger Suarez is working his way back. Bryce Harper. I think it, I think they've sort of tentatively said early June that they'd like to get him back you know this is this is another team here we said it with the first team you talked about just hang the Houston just hang around 500 just be within striking distance of 500 get Bryce Harper back get Derek Hall back go on a little bit of a streak I'm not writing this one off I was going to say two you said two and a half I'm going to say two I think they can make this up but they cannot keep consistently losing ground either
0: here's an example of just the unluckiness within an Aaron Nola an ERA of seven but his xFIP is three point eight nine. It's just the, the the variance at the beginning of the year within it. Uh, that stuff will uh, uh, will work itself out. Uh, the rest of the team looks good, but the uh, Gregory Soto is kind of a question mark within it. Uh, he's uh, has not looked good, and uh, uh, his uh, his xERA looks solid. So he's at a five four four ERA. His xera is three point nine seven, but his XFIP is five point zero six. Uh, so it sometimes you know, different division, more competitive within it, more intense, more close games with it. You know, sometimes that makes things a little bit more challenging. I think he writes the ship within. I'm not worried about him overall as being a, at least a a decent back end option. I tell you who
1: my. I'd like to see them just say forget the committee thing and forget Sir Anthony Dominguez and forget Gregory Soto, forget Craig Kimbrell and just go with Jose Alvarado. Dude's been dominant. Six innings, sixteen strikeouts to one walk. He's going up one run, or no walk, excuse me. He's going up one and run on a home run this year. Just lean into it at this point.
0: I never knew this was possible. He has an xFIP of negative zero point nine two. Is that good? Apparently,
1: I think it's good if it's negative, right? Like, yeah, he's been he's been great this year. So I, I wish they would just lean into him as their closer, but. I don't know if they'll do that or not. They're kind of strange. Let's talk about my other cold team because we both picked this team to lead the national league central and they are currently actually, they won today to get out of the basement. That is the St. Louis Cardinals who we both talked about how we'd
0: like their lineup. We gushed over that we lineup. Th- we
1: thought it was great. And they are currently sitting at seven and nine only ahead of the Cincinnati Reds at six and nine. Uh, I have concerns, but I think we both sort of said it wasn't likely going to be the hitting and the hitting's, Pretty good. Sixth in the National League in average. I know they're 23rd in runs. So they're just not getting them in. Jordan Walker looks like a star. He started off with the longest hitting streak since like 1903 for a rookie or something like that. The pitching's not very good, though, especially the starting pitching. It really isn't. Miles Michaelis has started cold. Jack Flaherty is pulling his desk. Dylan Cease walking the world, but not striking out as many guys as Dylan Cease. I still have like Jordan Montgomery, but Jake Woodford hasn't been good. Steven Matz hasn't been good. And that's what we said. The, pitching's, the pitching is going to be the weak spot it's been weaker than I thought I had higher hopes for some of those guys, but
0: yeah, that's, if you can't pitch, you're not going to win games. <laughs> so there are some pitchers where like, this is where uh, our fantasy baseball, one of the hardest things to do is stay patient for the people you need to stay patient with cutting bait too soon uh, within it. Uh, but for me, I've already like Manea, I've already, he was, so with the giants, I'm, I didn't trust also how they were handling this weird six-man rotation thing to begin with, and I didn't, like, the vibes didn't sound good, and then he like the miles per hour stuff was down within it. Uh, and so then all of a sudden, a nice start uh, with them, then went back to another. I think he's going to yo-yo all year, so I'm not going to feel too bad about that one. Uh, the other one is uh, uh, Steven Matz had him gone. I- I've-, I've expunged him from every team I had him on uh, within it. Like, the X fip looks decent uh, within it, but him and Miles Milkelis, th- this is... This is the concern where if you have both these guys doing this and then also Jack Flaherty, like he's living on the edge uh, and he doesn't have the swing and miss stuff right now and he's getting, he's eking by, but it feels like a ticking time bomb.
1: Do you have his expected ERA or XFIP in front of you at all? It's not good because, Uh, because
0: his, 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 he's the opposite. His ERA is solid, it's 3.78. But his ex-FIP is five point nine seven. Oh,
1: I'm actually amazed at that because that, that first game he gave up no hits and he walked seven in five oh, he innings.
0: Had, uh, <laughs> he had ERA is one point seven six. His <laughs> ex-ERA is three point seven eight, which is still solid. But the other, the uh, uh, under the hood numbers do not look good. Uh, no.
1: I will say the offense is doing what we thought. Although Wilson Contreras has been really cold. Paul Goldschmidt's hitting three twenty seven. Brendan Donovan, I know you're a fan of two seventy three. Tommy Edmond is not playing every day, but hitting two fifty. Nolan Arenado three twenty eight, Alec Perelison, two ninety three. Like Nolan Gorman, your guy. I will say you were the first person to tell me that he was going to be good this year. I was out. I didn't think he could touch lefties. Hitting three twenty six. They're not playing him against lefties. That's okay. That actually works if you only. That's the better Jock Peterson. That's what they do with him. So it is not the offense. We can sit and say they are not scoring runs. They are scoring runs. That is not the problem here. They just simply have to pitch better. But this is another team. Like you can bury yourself pretty early. It is a decent National League Central
0: and you're happy with what? Uh, and Jordan Montgomery, you're happy with? Uh, maybe if Adam Wainwright comes back, we're like he's okay. But the other three, what are what are you happy about? Like, what are what are you like as far as feeling like any bit of confidence, confidence. within it? Yeah. I'll put this at three flame. Uh, that's, I, I think this is a serious concern. It already was a concern coming in after the first uh, three weeks of the season. It it's only become more of a concern. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I don't think they have the pitching depth to, th- could they try to fix one or two guys within it? Maybe, uh, one for sure. I wouldn't have an issue Two gets a little more concerned. Three. Uh, uh-uh. uh, so now you're hoping that Jack Flaherty, who looks extremely human, uh, within this was a guy that was, when he was healthy, he was blown it by everybody. He was a Cy Young candidate, uh, within. Mm-hmm. He does, he looks like a shell of that guy right now. He's right now. He's getting the results uh, with it, but you can tell he's playing with fire. At, at every start within it, there's massive concerns on that pitching being good enough. That offense is good enough, uh, and guys are performing. And yeah, I had Nolan Gorman uh, pegged. You did on that one. I've been right there, but this the, the pitching is not enough. The offense can't sustain it uh, with three fifths of of a sub average uh, rotation.
1: I will say this: I think they can fill one spot. Matthew Liberatore. Has been yep. amazing at AAA. He has got the, his velocity. His thing was always he just didn't throw very hard. Uh, apparently, he's fixed that. I know he was a driveline guy. I was just looking at his AAA stats: three and 17 innings, twenty four strikeouts to seven walks. He apparently has figured out. So I think we'll see him fairly soon. He should be in. He, he should already be in the rotation over Jake Woodford. I don't know why Jake Woodford's in the rotation over him. Jake Woodford should be in the bullpen, but that will fill fix one spot. But that's maybe still, you can
0: trade for one. Maybe they have uh, but, plenty
1: of. They just have to pull the trigger. They they have plenty of options. They have you know you can move Ivan Herrera. If you're not going to play whoever. Tommy Edman every yeah, every play, day, was it? Tommy like, Edman for a pitcher. Like you, you can like, make this trade. Do but,
0: another uh, Harrison Bader for Jordan Montgomery uh, yeah. deal. Yeah, remember uh, they I, got um, that's that's the type of trade that you need to make.
1: Yeah, they made Jordan Montgomery and they got um, the lefty that's on the Mets, Jose Quintana. They got Jose Quintana last year at the trade deadline too. So we know they will do this. You just got to stay close. You said. Three was what your number was. I think I, I think I might go four because I until they make some of those moves,
0: they're, you, you can get they're buried partic- too fast. Yeah, you that's can the fall. problem. The
1: Brewers are off to a pretty good start. I don't think think it'll last as well as they're doing. But right now, I mean, that's that's a four game lead already. Here we're only a couple weeks in. You're down four games. It's that's tough to make that up.
0: Well, let's go at uh, uh, players. We're going to look at uh, uh, hitters and uh, and pitchers as far as uh, damage control. What's the concern that we have coming up next?
1: my egg. Your eggs are cut, sir. Cut my milk. I can't, sir. It's liquid. Imbecile. Breaks it, then cut it. You, bring me the Wall Street Journal. You two, fight to the death. You are a madman. I want to party with you. Now, you kids with your loud music and your Dan Fogelberg, your Zima, Hula Hoops, and Pac-Man video games, don't you see...
0: People today have attention spans that can only be measured in nanoseconds. I'll be honest with you, I love his music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. Yes, that's awesome. Well, after taking a look at teams that are part of that uh, damage control things that uh, what's truly concerning uh, for this time of year let's take a look at at hitters and then we'll take a look at uh, at pitchers so one hitter from the American League one hitter from the National League Uh, for the American League I pick Josh Bell Uh, he is a I think one of the hardest hitters to figure out because he'll go full like from half season to a full season does it he can be a 300 uh, hitter, uh, 30 home runs, 100 RBI. He can fit that benchmark within it. Uh, he can also look like he can barely hit the broadside of a barn uh, and hit barely over 200 and, and less than 10 home runs uh, within it across the board. You could see you get either stat line within it. Like, yeah, unfortunately, that's that's, that's possible. Doesn't look good so far. Uh, and so I, the he's one of the hitters that I did want the Rays to pursue. Uh, and the off season, I felt like uh, against right, again, platoon bat uh, at his best. Uh, although he had some, like, he can be split neutral uh, with this, and it's hard to, to a, pin him a uh, within it. But a good bat uh, to have, but that hasn't happened. Uh, to begin with here, where do you rate him in your 1-5 to five flame damage control?
1: I'll go a 2 I think at the end of the year, it'll all work out. I think that's kind of what we've seen. Josh Bell is is Josh Bell. Like He's going to end up somewhere around 20-ish home runs. I think the 37 home run outlier that year with Pittsburgh that he got traded, that's probably the outlier. I don't think he ever gets to 37 again. But I think he can easily push 25. I know that currently I'm looking he's 9 for 54. I don't know if that includes today or not. He hit a home run. I know that recently happened it helped that he was going up against the worst pitching staff. Uh, Oakland exists. So uh, the worst pitching staff in the National League in Washington, including Patrick Corbin today, I know he is a pretty good hitter against Patrick Corbin in his past. I was just looking to see here. Right now he's rolling a 200 Babbitt, The lowest he's ever had before is 273. You know, that that gets closer to normal. He has a 70% ground ball rate. Like, okay, he always runs a little bit of a ground ball rate, but that'll drop at least 20 points, and he'll start hitting some more line drives. Like you said, he plays outdoors in the, in the northern part of the United States in Cleveland. It's probably been very cold there. It will warm up. I, I guess it all depends on where you thought. Like, Do I still think Josh Bell probably hits 20 home runs this year? Yep. Do I still think he probably sneaks around 250-ish? Yep. I think that's very well within the realms of possibility. And he's going to back clean up on a pretty good Guardians team, so he'll probably touch 80 RBIs. He's going to be just fine.
0: Yeah, I think it, i I was toying with three, but I think you convinced me to do two flame uh with that. Uh but I think we have the first universal if we said what is your money on like a five flame, like full damage control, you don't expect anything good coming from it. Uh I'm just gonna stick in the ale. I'm going right to pitcher uh with it, and that's Chris Sale. Uh I, I think if there was anyone that was a universal outside of Patrick Corbin, differently <laughs> uh which think about that Chris sale at Patrick Corbin level. If that's what we're saying, then yeah, that's a five flame uh, damage control thing. He does not look anything like it. He's as surly as ever. He's yelling at umpires from the dugout for things that like nothing to do with anything uh, within it. He's an extremely surly fellow and he, which gets me to my point, the the full five, five uh, flame damage control. Does he even make it out the end of the year? with, with the, the Red Sox because his attitude within it, if this goes bad or that this is where he is, I could see the team kicking him out, like not wanting him with the team uh, within. Like That's how bad this is. Uh, he won't go Patrick Corbin who's taking the ball every fifth day and is getting shelled within it. Like That's not this guy, uh, and that's not going to also be like what's going to happen with the Red Sox, which means my full prediction is the uh, GM gets axed uh, in the middle of the year. I think he's another guy gets gets kicked out uh, within it, uh, and they try to do a transition from it. But I'm at full five uh, uh, five flame on him. How about you? This is one
1: of the higher ones. I'm probably I'll I'll say four. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in twelve innings. But look, he's still doing. What, he's still striking out a ton of guys. That that's
0: the uh, only help or the only like positive. That, like say, if he turns it around, like what would be the one reason why you would think so? that is definitely it
1: he struck out 19 and 12 this is a guy who leads baseball all time in strikeouts per nine so he can still do that Chris Hill is a borderline hall of fame pitcher like one of the best left-handers of all time can he he's got to fix the walks he's never actually been a high walk pitcher he's got seven walks in 12 innings that that doesn't fly you can't survive especially in Fenway where you're going to give up a lot of hits anyways because of the green monster and the new shifting rules so hits are going to be harder to come by it's concerning. Absolutely. He got dropped in a league that I was in and I actually did. It was, I think it was after maybe his first bad start and I did I put the waiver claim in and I, I picked him up going off of the track record. I did start him both times. I think he had one good one in there and he's been terrible. The other one. Yeah, it's, it's concerning. The velocity is pretty much still there. It's a little down. Uh, that's, that would be what you were talking about. Like what actually worries me this time of the year, if there's a substantial velocity drop, like then I'm worried. Cause then I think you're hurt. Uh, I'm not overly worried. He's 34 coming off Tommy John. I think, I, I don't think he's going to be you know, Cy Young, Chris Sale of the two ERAs, but I think he could, but I still think he can get, No, he's already at 11 and a quarter. He can get that down to respectability. So I will say a four because I do also agree that he's a highly, I mean, it's a guy that what was that ripped his shirt off because he didn't like a start that one time and cut it up. Like, yeah. Could he absolutely blow up because the Red Sox stink and they have to get rid of him? Yeah. Yeah, like he is not just going to sit. Like he said, he's not going to sit there as much money as he's making and just take it. That is not the type of guy that I don't think Chris Sale is. We've seen him have his issues in the past, so that's the that's the big concern here. Is how bad Boston doesn't look very good. Uh, how bad does uh-huh. it get, and does Chris Sale blow up on someone, and then do they just tell him to walk it off and you know go off into the sunset, a la Mr. Bauer playing in uh, tr- overseas in Japan? Perhaps that that would be my main concern there. I, otherwise, I think if he does actually make, make the also, you know, the health is never exactly uh, something to look forward to with Chris Sale either, so I don't know how many innings you're looking at. So to, to try to get that down, he's probably not hitting 150. So we'll see. That, that is pr- the most concerning thing I've heard so far is definitely Chris Sale, I would say. Of course, for the National League, I have to do your favorite player, who is currently off to a slow start, but leading the National League in walks, as he is tend to do. 10 for 55 with three home runs, so three of his 10 hits have been for home runs, hitting 182. That is a certain
0: 24-year-old, yes, 24-year-old, two-time all-star. And biggest first <laughs> overall pick bust in fantasy baseball in 15 years. Keep
1: in mind, everybody, Dan told you all offseason, I am not. hate this guy, I hate this guy. And then Daniel Lewig missed the first round of the draft. And who got auto-drafted to him? Ah, none other than Juan Soto. So he gets to cheer for him all year again. Technology hates me. Here we are. Juan Soto, still leading the National League and walks... But the 182 average, not good. Career low, 757 OPS so far. Are we actually concerned about Juan Soto?
0: What I'm concerned with, so I, so first for even me, so I'm the best person to, uh, uh, to have this discussion. Uh, I'll put it at, at two, uh, two flame. Uh, and I almost went one. I'm not concerned about him being uh, a, a solid player within it. He's going to hit 30 home runs uh, with it. Like The power is there. There's no question on that. He's doing a, a buck 84 BABIP right now, so it's obviously unlucky. Uh, his his batting eye is still very good, obviously, we all the walks within it, so we know that's there. That hasn't changed in his game. His ISO is solid. Uh, there's nothing about it. He's he's a little tick above, but he's only at 20% for, for a K rate, so... What it comes down to, to me, is I am wondering, though, because now you have last year to go with it, and what you're seeing here, this was a guy at first everyone thought could always hit 300, uh, within it. I don't know if he ever touches that again. That's my my biggest concern. The only part of the two uh, flame within it is I don't think that contact ability is there. Uh, from last year, you can be unlucky for one year, but easy enough within it, and it's only a couple weeks in, and obviously I just said the low Babbitt, but... There's a concern now that he's like a 250 hitter. Uh and but 250 with like a near 380 on base percentage and still hitting 30 home runs, who wouldn't want that in the middle of your lineup. So again, it's it's the small things. Is this guy still like the like the every aspect of batting, the full five tool within a type thing? No, I don't I don't I don't buy his contact ability right now from last year and this year at first it felt weird then it just stayed all the way through and now it's still it started out the same way. I I think he's I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. But I don't think he's that same that same contact uh driven despite there being better contact rules. He is he has the best control of the strike zone of any player in baseball.
1: Do we agree on that? I think that I would say he has the best control of the strike zone, right? So I would agree. That's what, yes, he will he will run extremely high. I think he's led baseball in walks three straight years or two straight years, and he's doing so this year. That, I don't doubt at all. I will say this. He he does not seem, he seems like he swings more to me early on in the counts than he ever used to, which has led, he seems to hit a lot of pop-ups. I'm sure there's a way I can check that on Baseball Savant. I don't know exactly how. It seems to me like he hits way too many pop-ups. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But look, like you said, He's a 24 year old who was on pace to be Ted Williams. Maybe he's not Ted Williams. Maybe he's just really ridiculously good. Could he still hit 30 home runs? If he hits, let's say he does hit two, what'd you say, 260? 250? What'd you say?
0: 250.
1: Let's say he hits, you know, 30 home runs, 250 in the middle of the. He's batting second eventually. In a week, he's going to be between Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. Uh, that's probably the best spot in all of baseball at that point. So. Could he still hit 250 while hitting 90 runs, hitting 30 home runs, driving in 100 RBIs? Like, it's a really good player. Maybe we just automatically assumed he was one of the best 10 players of all time, and maybe he's just really good. But look, is there a concern? It's small. It's nothing like what we said with you know Chris Sale, who's a Hall of Famer, who's 34 years old, coming off of major arm surgery. Juan Soto is 24 with two of the best. Seasons of ever out of like a twenty one and a twenty two year old like so yes there is there is a slight concern here but the only
0: only concern is just the weirdness of it like the it's hard to of, explain why he's like this three of his, his first uh, uh, first three of his first four seasons he has a BABIP of at least like three thirty then yeah. last year it was two forty nine right now it's one eighty four it's uh, weird it, it doesn't make sense no. that's why I said that the weirdest thing is like where do the, like all of a sudden the contact ability just is from a guy who is considered to have the best batting eye and best handle the plate uh, within it, most of those things are still there, which is what makes it so weird that he, that he's not a three hundred hitter. All the other stuff is there you would think he would be. I don't know why, and, and we'll, we need more time to see if it's there, but I'm, for the first time, truly concerned that it wasn't just a fluke year in that regard. You're still having uh, one of the best middle-of-the-order hitters you could ever ask for uh, within it. Long term with him. I don't see any concern uh, at all uh, within it. So, But it's just interesting one to see. Who else you got for a pitcher? So, a lot of the pitchers
1: in baseball so far have, most of them have strung together three starts at this point. There are very few at this point who have put together three good starts. Uh, there's a lot of them that have big names. Corbin Burns was pretty awful this first couple. Then he went back and had a great one. I will go with a guy who has one dominant start, one eh, and one okay start. So, Sandy Alcantara, defending Cy Young Award winner of the National League. First start of the year, five and two-thirds, three earned runs, struck out two. Fine. Okay? First start of the year. I can make an excuse for that. Then, follows that up with a, oh, Sandy Alcantara, nine innings, because he's the the only pitcher in baseball who consistently throws no hitters or or complete games. Nine innings, no earned runs, five strikeouts. And then he goes to Philadelphia. We were just talking about how bad they've been. Uh, Four innings, nine earned runs, four strikeouts, gives up a home run. So his ERA is currently sitting at 579. What's your concern level?
0: It's weird that he's all across the board, uh, uh, within it uh, erratic. Uh, but even though you said in that, what the concern spot, uh, and this is where my true concern is overall, it's in the K per nine, He heat of the night inning, and all like, oh, that's great. That's, that's classic uh, Sandy Alcantara, not with only five strikeouts. That's unusual. Uh, And and you're not even seeing those big numbers. So when you're at uh, at a five uh, K nine, again, it's just three starts uh, within it by all means, and it's low uh, low innings uh, for like for the getting out within it. But again, where do you get worried with pitchers when all of a sudden when the swing and miss ability isn't there? When these are guys that are at the top of their game, and all of a sudden that's not there. Then you start getting worried about is there an issue with the arm that's that's going on that no one's talking about yet or doesn't seem there because he gets blown up one more time uh, and then you're all of a sudden going to see I'm talking he's going to like go get checked out uh, by a doctor within there's like and you start hearing things within like we're one start away from something like that that's the concern so I'll put it
1: at three here's my concern for Sandy Alcantara you mentioned the K per nine right striking out guys even last year is Cy Young a year. 228 innings, he strikes out a, uh, 207, so 8 per 9 innings. It's a, it's not massive. It's not massive, and the thing is, we just said, offense is geared now towards hits, right? You can't shift. So, do more of those weak grounders that he induces early on? That's how he pitches all the complete games, right? He led baseball with 6 of them last year, because he gets a lot of short counts because he gets ground balls, and he's great at that. But guess what? More of those ground balls are going to sneak through now, because you can't do the shift on them, and the offenses or the new rules are geared towards offense. So do I think he's suddenly a 579 or eight? No, but I also don't think he, he probably never matches the 228 that he had last year. That probably never happens, which is not a big knock. There's not many people that can do that, but could the 228 jump to a 328 and he still is pretty good, but with limited strikeout numbers. Yeah. Now he has a 48% strand rate. That is exceptionally low. That'll jump closer to 80. That's about average 70 to 80, somewhere in there. So it's not this bad, but I also don't, I would not be surprised if Sandy Alcantara isn't just very good as opposed to exceptional where he is, you know, 200, he's going to give you innings, right? Cause I, at this point, he's like, you said, beyond, barring an injury. They're going to let him go. As long as he's pitching well, they're going to let him go. So he can give you 200 plus innings, which is rare in today's game of mm-hmm. a low three ZRA, as opposed to a low two ZRA or even like a mid three ZRA. Cause it's harder for pitchers though. So, my concern with Sandy is the new rules really don't benefit him at all for the way he pitches. That will not help him. So I'll well, say a two. I think he's still exceptionally good. He's just not Cy Young Sandy.
0: And to be fair, when you look at that, it isn't as if he has an elite defense behind him. And so when you have con- when your contact ability within it, that's not the, the best of mixes. Uh, something to monitor. I think that's an early season something to monitor within that. Yeah, that's definitely where we are with, with, with Sandy
1: not a lead defense. Are you, t- no love for Gene Segura at third? No love for John Birdie at short? Oh, jazz in center. You see that jazz Chisholm got hurt. And then he's like, after, and then he said that his girlfriend won't let him tweet anymore. That's what his, his exact message was like, uh, cause in the offseason he said something like y'all are going to hate it when I play 150 games or something like that. And then <laughs> he got hurt and he came out of the game. And then the next day he's like, my girlfriend won't let me tweet anymore off oh, for four months. And then he was apparently
0: he's just done. So, uh, the last one for me, more of a bonus one within it. Yep. Uh, we talk about old guys needing more time typically within it. Any concern at all for the duo of Scherzer and Verlander? One's on the IL, one's getting a start pushed back. Uh, the uh, uh, cranky back uh, for Scherzer got him pushed back. Verlander's still on the uh, the IL uh, within it. Scherzer had one good start and one got blown up. Uh, you know, I- Any single player
1: on the Mets, there's always a chance that there is a number one or two like the Mets have some off like Pete Alonso has been incredible I think he leads baseball on home runs uh Francisco Lindor yep. has been awesome himself I don't remember what he's I don't think the average is very high but I think he's right up there in the lead in the RBIs the pitchers Scherzer the concern is lower for Scherzer than it is for Verlander because for one he's not currently injured uh Verlander being currently injured doesn't help that that is that is concerning Cordes Sengas looked pretty good, two of three. He got hit the other day by stupid Oakland in a game that they won like 15-5. to five. He couldn't get a win. That was annoying. Uh, Carlos Carrasco looks washed. We talked about that before the podcast. I almost brought him up. He looks completely washed. I have almost no confidence left in Carlos Carrasco. So, look, there's already leaks in a very good team. We've said that there would be. That's what happens when you rely on 38 and 40 Forty-one is that how old Justin? Justin yeah. is forty-one, right? So thirty-eight and forty-one-year-old pitchers, along with Carlos Carrasco, who's thirty-six. Not good. So yeah, I'd say are I have higher concerns with those
0: three than I do with Sandy Alcantara. I'm feeling they're about the same as. Uh as uh, Charlie Morton. right? I, as these older pitchers need a little bit more time to loosen up those shoulders. Uh, I, I there, There's going to be some uh, iffy starts that's going to make uh, New York media uh, get a little panicked and paranoid, uh, but I think by the time we get to June, these guys will be looking good. The question is just how many innings do you get from them uh, within it, but uh, I, I'm still confident on, on both those pitchers overall uh, with uh, uh, Scherzer and Verlander, so and I think by June things will look good, but again, if you're getting 130 innings from each of these guys, you're going to be happy. But but remember, they were wanting to get like 200 innings out of uh, Scherzer with, and like this is what they were paying for. And I think they might have two Degroms. I I think that's the interesting thing. With it. they uh, got rid of that, you end up with two guys that might end up being closer to the same thing. Degrom looks great, by the way, uh, as you expect. As whenever he pitches, he always looks great, so it's never an issue with that. Is how long you keep him in. Uh, but uh, next week we'll uh, take a look at uh, those second-year players uh, to see, because uh, there, there is high variance. There's those that take the next step uh, to stardom, uh, and we already see some of that, and there's some second-year where we have that sec- that sophomore slump, uh, and, man, there's at least one pitcher that comes to mind that I watched today with that, and that goes into that. There's others that have some question marks, too, uh, and we would be remiss if we get through the first few weeks here uh, without at least, as we uh, end the podcast with this, Jared Kellenick. Uh, is it time? Is, it, is he actually here? Uh, is it happening? The, uh, uh, there are some uh, little bits of uh, teasing and hope going on right now that maybe, just maybe, he is breaking through within it. But we'll save the full uh, commentary on that for next week. Until then. Peace.